0: Right, I suspect this is going to be a short one because I uh, I just came from my uncle's funeral and it's been a difficult and trying weekend lots of family lots of friends lots of love and lots of tears it's been a it's been a really grueling couple of days and uh, an emotional high and low kind of roller coaster experience but I did want to share an idea with you and again this is based on the weekly wisdom tips and this week my my message had to do with the notion of freedom and discipline, and in particular the idea that we always have the opportunity to choose not to give in to our cravings, not to give in to the thing that is pulling at us, whether it be the idea of exercise, or the idea of picking up the phone and calling prospects, or the idea of changing our diet, or the idea of doing exercise, or whatever it happens to be, those are all Options we can take in the face of resistance. And you know that. This is not news to you. But but nonetheless, we are constantly in a position of giving in to our cravings, to our habits, to our fears, our emotions, our anger, our irritation, and just doing what those things bid us to do. Rather than setting a goal, setting an intention, setting a, a clear outcome that we seek, and then moving forward with it, deciding this is how I'm going to be. and The problem with it is that we tend to either cave in when we feel the urge, the desire for something comfortable. You know, it's a lot more comfortable to sit on the couch, eat Cheetos, and watch TV than it is to go to the gym. It's a lot more comfortable to eat the foods you feel like eating rather than the ones you know you should be eating. It's a lot easier to watch television rather than pick up the phone and call prospects. See, we know this, we understand that it's always easier to opt for the comfortable solution because that way we don't have to confront or experience our fears or frustrations or anger or fear, any of those things. So, so we have the option of rising above the emotion. And it's something most of us have not been taught how to do. We don't have that capability or that, that skill set. And it's a skill set that's well worth developing. And let me give you a way of developing that skill set that will transform your life in powerful and profound ways. And that's, that's fasting. Now, there are other ways to do this, but I'm going to suggest this as a way. Now, don't do this if your health does not permit it. However, if you are healthy and capable of trying this, I highly recommend the experience. I've just come through it myself. And it's remarkable on a number of different levels. When you fast, that is when you choose to stop eating a particular set of foods. Maybe eating anything at all. Sometimes a fast is just uh, like a master cleanse, where you're just doing water and lemon juice, and uh, I think it's usually maple syrup and cayenne pepper. It's a it's a concoction that you do a few times a day, and it's 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 for health purposes, but it's also for spiritual growth and for psychological growth. And you can also do the same thing, not quite as extremely, by simply removing certain things from your diet that you know that you're going to crave, that you know you're going to want, and perhaps that are essentially unhealthy for you. So let's say, for example, you decide you're going to stop eating sugar of any type, of any sort, even hidden sugar. That means you're not eating ketchup. It means you're not eating honey. It means you're not eating processed foods where sugar has been placed in them. You're not eating prepared dressings because there's sugar in those, or mayonnaise. You're very fastidious about it. You're very specific that you're not going to eat any sugar whatsoever. Now, we know, we understand, we recognize that there's a profound health benefit to doing that. But there's another benefit far beyond the health benefit, and that is the benefit to your own well-being, mental well-being, your spiritual well-being. And how does that work? Well, here's what will happen to you you will decide okay I am going to stop eating sugar in any form and you'll start that process and perhaps inside of a period of about 12 hours your mind will rebel in all sorts of ways you'll try to convince yourself that it's unhealthy not to eat sugar you'll try to convince yourself that you'll do it another time instead of now you will feel all sorts of emotions, and you'll feel resistance, and you'll be angry, and you'll feel fearful, and you'll feel like there's nothing more important than getting that sugar. Basically, what you'll feel is what any addict feels when any addict decides to stop doing the addictive behavior. You'll go into withdrawal. And in that state of withdrawal, you will feel resistance and fear and pain and anger and all those other, that whole constellation of emotions. And you're going to feel physiological things that you're going to convince yourself require that you go back to sugar. And you're not going to do it. Whether you like it or not, whether you like the way it feels or not, whether you're angry at yourself or not, you're simply not going to do it. And in the process of not doing what you are so very drawn to do, you're going to end up negotiating with yourself in a particular way. And at first it'll feel like uh, you know, like white-knuckling it like you, you're, it's not doing you any good at all. But if you stay with this, if you decide that I'm going to do this for a period of a week or two weeks or whatever the period is, eventually your mind is going to get on to the idea that it has no choice. This is the way it's going to be. Whether you like it or not, you're in it for the long haul. And as you continue to move forward through the long haul, you're going to start to consider the possibility that there's something very powerful and profound about purposely giving something up and accepting it. Not giving it up and feeling angry about giving it up, but giving it up and accepting it. Yes, you notice the craving. Yes, you notice the longing. But you just notice the craving. You notice the longing and you let it go at that. You just let it be. And you start to observe yourself. You observe the feelings in your body, the thoughts in your head from a detached point of view, from an observer's standpoint, rather than from the point of view of somebody who's suffering, and who's a victim. And once you start turning that corner, as I recently did, and it's not the first time I've had this experience, once you turn the corner and you decide that you're willing to accept that you're going to live by a certain code of behavior, regardless of the feelings, And you notice the feelings and you embrace them. You say, ah, there's pain, there's hunger, there's longing. How interesting. How poignant. You just let it be. Just let it be. And you'll start to notice the ways in which those feelings will start to lose their grip on you. Because they'll start to realize, those feelings will start to realize that they don't have power anymore. And that just because they start showing up in all sorts of ways that would pull you toward them. You know, I just recently had an experience where I noticed that when I wasn't eating I'd get I'd start to salivate. And it wasn't that I really needed food, but you know when you salivate it's almost like you've got to eat. I would just observe it. Ah, I wonder why I'm salivating. And I noticed that the feeling was really not hunger at all. I mean I'd actually quite frankly I'd just eaten. I didn't really have hunger. But my body didn't like the idea that I wasn't allowed to eat. Or my mind didn't like that. And so I would salivate. And it was a psychological ploy on the part of my subconscious mind to try to draw me back into some behavior. And I thought, if this is not true hunger, because true hunger is a physiological thing. This is a psychological thing. This is a a want, not a need. Then what is it? If it's not hunger, what is it? You know what it was? was fear. It was fear. I was afraid that I didn't know where my next meal was coming from. I was afraid that there was something I needed, I wasn't going to be able to get it. And so the fear was driving me toward doing something. But I wouldn't have known that if I simply felt the salivation and went right for the refrigerator. I wouldn't have known that. So there's something profound, I promise you, more profound than anything you've ever done about choosing to step away from your cravings, to notice them, to embrace them, and to not let them run your life. And if you start doing that with something as simple as fasting, the spin-off is profound. You'll notice that not only will you start to accept the, uh, the appearance of hunger and salivating and all the things that your body and mind try to do to force you to eat, but you'll notice that that same experience, that experience of noticing a feeling but not giving into it, starts to be a way of life. You know, somebody cuts you off in traffic and at first you want to just react. But you've been in the process of fasting and now you know that just because you feel something doesn't mean you need to do something about it. And so, lo and behold, you start to have mastery over yourself, power over yourself, the ability to make choices for yourself rather than having those choices be made by the habits and cravings of your mind. This is a life-changing experience and when you get there when you have that experience and you're willing to just notice a feeling and not give into it, here's what's going to happen. You're going to notice the feeling of hunger when you're about to pick up the phone and call prospects and you'll recognize it for what it is. It's an avoidance behavior, it's probably based in fear. You'll just notice it and say, ah, there's that thing that I do, but I'm bigger than that. And you'll continue to make your calls. You'll be at the store and you'll know that you want to go over and meet somebody new and start a conversation. Maybe even develop either a new friendship or a new business relationship. Maybe a new prospect or a new client. But you'll feel the fear. And instead of saying, oh, I'm afraid, I guess I won't do it, you'll say, oh, there's a feeling. We call it fear. It used to be in charge of me, but it isn't anymore. And you'll just go ahead and you'll make the overture. You'll go over and talk to someone. And you'll start to experience freedom, real freedom. Not the freedom to do whatever you feel like doing whenever you feel like doing it, because that freedom isn't freedom at all. That freedom is just the the slavery to your own longings. But when you rise above your longings, then you experience real freedom. The freedom to rise above your longings, the freedom to live by a code of conduct, to live moving toward a particular outcome that you want, that you've chosen, and are no longer going to let those emotions beat you. You know what that is, that whole experience? It's maturity. That's maturity. That's why I say in that, in that blog, I say, grow up. Grow up. Stop letting your longings be in charge of you. Stop letting those feelings dictate your actions or your lack of action. Decide on what you want in your life. Use your intellect to decide what's necessary to get it. And then take the steps to get it. And don't let your emotions beat you down. Don't let your longings beat you down or pull you away grow up, be free and I promise you that in the process of choosing freedom over craving and longing you'll feel such a sense of of power and your business will build and your friendship base will build and your sense of joy and hope and love and delight will build and you'll start to develop all kinds of spin-off benefits some of which we'll probably talk about in subsequent blogs or podcasts. But for now, I want you to trust me on this, that there's something remarkable that will start to happen for you when you make a simple decision. And I'm using fasting as, as an example of that decision. It doesn't have to be fasting, but but it should be something like that. Something that's substantial and non-negotiable do that thing and do it for a long enough period of time that you can't let your ego your mind your habits get the better of you keep at it discipline yourself and notice the power that results in, from that experience I, I can't say enough about this it's been such a profound life-changing experience for me and for people that I've coached I know you can get a lot from this I wish you the greatest success in the process of doing that and if you need support around it, contact me or contact anyone and, and look for an accountability partner. Somebody who will help hold you to it if you're afraid you won't hold yourself to it. And build up that muscle, that muscle of discipline, that muscle of, of resistance to your own urges and see what happens. That's my message for this week. Uh, I do want to let you know if you're listening to this podcast during the week in which it's been created which is early September 2012 that we're uh, only a couple days away from my radio interview with Deb Bixler and I encourage you to uh, go to my blog post where you'll find a link that will take you to the registration page to be on that on that radio show or to a link to get on it I don't know if it's a registration page we'll know soon But, but do that go ahead and join us there I'll be talking about my latest research on the area of procrastination and how to overcome it to live a fuller and richer life. If you're not already aware of this, the Hypnosis for Change program has come to an end, and so we're no longer producing new Hypnosis for Change audios. If you've been a member of the the weekly uh, Mindful Selling a Leadership membership site, which was a $10 a month program, that has come to an end and will at some point be replaced but for the time being uh, you no longer have access to those materials although if you're if you're already a member of the program and you'd like to access them until the end of the month um, I'll show you how to do that just contact me if you don't know if you haven't gotten an email about it and we will make sure you get that information and with that I want to wish you a wonderful week a thoughtful week a week of discipline and a week of magical discoveries This is Dr. Steve saying have a great week, thank you, and God bless.